Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we discuss all things Nintendo, Sony, and finally, Overwatch 2. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are now in the the pre-Valentine's Day week, so... Um, you have you've got a week to find yourself a Valentine. Otherwise, there's always Singles Awareness Day, which I believe is, I think it's after Valentine's Day, if I'm correct. It's like an actual thing. Um, because for work I have to like occasionally look for holidays that we can post about. Um, we're not posting about Singles Awareness Day, but it's one of the things that came up on the um the website that I was looking at. So yeah, yeah. Uh, how have you been, Kevin? And how how goes the um the streaming stuff? Um, I've been going very single. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as of this past week, um, there's been a lot of things that that I've that I've done. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I moved the couch. We're rearranging one of the uh one of the game rooms that I went to uh, that I normally go to. Um. And yeah, it's just weird. We got a bigger couch in there because my mom got new couches. So it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of shifting things mm-hmm. around. Um, I did try to stream from round one on Saturday. Um, the What ended up happening is the camera has to connect to not only my phone on a mobile hotspot, but then also to like a, a whole bunch of other things. And it's just so many different hoops that I had to Top through in order to get it and it just Oops. didn't happen so what i did is said you know modern problems require modern <laughs> solutions and i recorded the whole thing ah um, so it wasn't a live stream it wasn't a live stream but i recorded everything and then we did a vod review immediately afterwards so mm. yeah we got to watch the shots and what what it looked like and it wasn't bad it for for what it was for the first time uh, it wasn't bad, which I am very excited about. Uh, so I think if I did it again, there's a couple of things that I would change, but there is a lot of like really cool shots. And uh, yeah, people knew that I was trying hard a little bit. I mean, if if you walk into an arcade with a camera strapped to you, uh, of course, <laughs> people are going to think that you're trying really hard. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it. I I want to say like the most encouraging thing about going to a round one uh is when like you get there and you start lighting people up on the mini hoops and like people start acknowledging it they're like oh my god this guy needs to like this is this is something like special we're witnessing and i'm like i i just put balls in hoop (laughs) like that's all i did um cool thing about the place that I go to. So round one gives tickets when you go to mini hoops and like you score points. Yeah. Um, I spent my points that I've been finally saving up for like a long time. Uh, I got a uh, Snorlax onesie. <gasps> Ooh, how much did that cost you? Uh, 
5,600 tickets. Oh. Which uh, I have, a, there's a machine for the basketball hoops that gives you like a ticket per point. So, I mean, if I'm racking like 60s average on that machine, I'm doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it every five tries, I get like 300 tickets. Like, that's minimum, like bare bones. So, it's not too bad. It's actually, it's actually a really good way to grind tickets compared to like other methods. Um, so yeah, I I ended up getting that, and I still have like another three thousand to spare. So oh I my god, potentially get another one later down the line. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's that's been my weekend, just working on all of that stuff and preparing mainly for this next upcoming like wave which we'll get into once we start getting into the nintendo news uh how about you matt how's your week how's everything going for you um we had the uh, our second game for the zombies we went three to one in that one so we Mm. lost but we weren't swept so that's the good that's the good thing uh i'm trying to remember like there was there was something oh that's what we we were doing what we um what i think is the reason we lost it is because we kept holding our alts um, mm-hmm. we, we just kept trying to like find like instead of like taking the quick kill and like getting at least a one kill to to maybe turn it into a 5v6 instead of a 6v6 like we we kept just waiting for like the perfect moment to ult that you could like get a huge wipe you know just like trying to trying to maximize the benefit of our ult when, when as the other team was just They'd get their ult and then they use it when they needed to. So I think that's what um, that's what really hurt us. Plus, like one of our issues that I also identified is that like we'll get to the ninety nine, and then we won't be able to hold it just maybe because of ult economy or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then they'll flip it, and then we just well from that point on after we lose control, we kind of start to um, to fall apart and. Just we're not able to to flip it back. We're just kind of all over the place there. So that's our issue. That's something that we need to work on if possible on Friday. Um, what else? What else? What else has happened? Um, not much else has really happened. I don't think. Yeah, no, that's about it. That's just playing some some poker mans and and then and and doing the work and, and reading comic books is is my life. Yeah, it it's really cool to like I mean you you guys had my had your matches casted by me uh well it was last Monday, right? Uh um, Yeah, yeah, not then, not this Monday, the one yeah. before that. And um yeah, you you realize like the second that you start watching your own footage, you start like making major adjustments. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really fun to like especially to watch like even for me, like if I got back into like being on a team again, watching your footage from the beginning of the year to where you are at the end of the year, you see how like how crazy your team can be when it's like 100% coordinated. Right. Um, and yeah, it, it's always about growth. Like most people just think like, oh, no, I, I didn't go up in a rank or anything. Um, it's not necessarily about the rank. It's more about like how you improved as a player. And if you keep going up, then yeah, you, you know, you're doing something right. So let's get into this week's episode. So I mentioned 
the poker man's Arceus. Uh, how's that been for you, Kevin? How have you been enjoying it? Uh, I'm only in the second area right now. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm taking my time with it. I'm kind of just like I'm on and off with it because I don't want to like I want to play it on stream. But when I play it on stream, I get tired. So <laughs> it, it's more like I, I end up playing it in my downtime. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's just a lot different. It, it's not it's not your typical Pokemon game. For oh, me. no, you have to like relearn how to play Pokemon. Yeah, it's like if you mixed elements of Dark Souls with with Pokemon. <laughs> the so, endless rolling and diving. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you took, I guess the best way to describe it is like if Sinnoh of Tsushima, like it, it, it's <laughs> like you have that open world and you have like a main town, which like you, you ride on a, I mean, you ride on a four-legged creature across the land, beating up enemies and yeah just stealing their wares it seems pretty normal to me i mean <laughs> the only difference is uh i i guess the topic that we're actually going to be diving into yeah um i'm i literally today just moved on to the second area just because i feel <laughs> like i pretty much caught almost every pokemon that i wanted to the only one that i didn't catch is the uh which one was it um oh no there's like the the couple of the flying ones that i can't reach mm-hmm. um and if i even if i use like the super feather ball or whatever it's like i'm just wasting pokeballs at this point because they keep breaking out um so there's those and then the um the alpha alakazam is the only other one that i've i want to get but it's just like eh i i i, I, I don't want to keep losing using up my revives just because this bastard doesn't want to get caught so i'll just i'll come back when my pokemon are just ridiculously leveled and just smack them but yeah i just moved on to the uh the second area have you gotten into any of the rifts yet because i just entered my first rift today no i haven't i i've just been doing the story I'm, it's I'm hard about dude. everything it's hard because like you'll, you'll run around and they'll pop up and like before you can before you can get into the tall grass, they've already seen you and they're already starting to chase you. <clears throat> so it's like, and like, there's no time to fight them all because one, like the rifts don't last for very long. And two, it's like, there's just ridiculously leveled Pokemon and you just want to catch them all, but you don't want to just get your Pokemon smacked by them either. So I caught, what did I catch? I caught a Sylveon. I caught an Ursaring. I caught a couple of Onyxes. I tried to catch a Lickitung. Um, there's this Eevee that kept tackling me, but it's, I, I'm just trying to like catch as many as I can and like over level as much as possible to try to survive for as long as possible. Because like in this game, I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the Pokemon hit a lot harder and you fail oh, yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. It, it, the Pokemon are unforgiving. No, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely like, there's no forgiveness like in regular pokemon you have like a couple turns to like adjust and figure out like how it works but in this game it's just like oh you ran into this like you, my bad <laughs> yeah um what was i gonna say i was gonna say something else um did it have to do with it had to arceus. do with pokemon it had, it had to do with pokemon arceus whatever it, if it comes back to me it comes back to me um but so what how do you feel about like 
the look of the game because a lot of a lot of the big complaints about Arceus are that it just it it doesn't look as good as it could because like we know we know that the Switch is an underpowered console. It's like mm-hmm. it can go handheld, so of course you shouldn't be expecting like beautiful 4k for everything but that doesn't mean that it has to look really bad like you can you can run the witcher on the switch and it'll still look pretty good you can run big like triple a titles like breath of the wild looked really really good on the switch and now you've got pokemon arceus which is like very clippy frame rates very buggy at times and like the uh the environment looks kind of like it's still in beta you know, like they're still tweaking and perfecting it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like it doesn't look terrible. Like I, I'm not expecting too much out of a Pokemon game. But at the same time, like for for such a, a big title and big IP as Pokemon, I feel like Nintendo and Game Freak really could have done a lot better with this game. Or is it Game Freak or is it not? I think it is. Yeah, I think okay. it's Game Freak still. So well, whoever the devs were, they really could have done a little bit more cooking. Like, I don't think anyone was demanding to play Pokemon Arceus right now. I mean, we literally just got the remasters for Diamond and Pearl. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even though like they're, they're fundamentally different Pokemon experiences, I do feel like... Um, I do feel like had they taken a little bit more time to improve the look of the game i don't think anyone would have been too mad about that yeah and here's here's the thing that i think i mean a lot of people were expecting uh we're, we're gonna talk about the direct in a little bit but uh right before the direct started um on on twitter the switch 2 was something that was trending and so people were expecting, oh, they might come out with a Switch that has improved graphics or better frame rate or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that would have been the answer to this, you know, uh, this whole discussion on graphics for not Pokemon Legends Arceus, not Breath of the Wild. Um, so it's just like a. How can I describe it? It is a tough thing for us to really like grasp and ask for because we don't know if they're even developing that yeah um but if it does come if it does end up showing itself we get like a game with or we get a console with better graphics that can handle it and can be portable you bet that this is probably one of those games like this one breath of the wild um and and other specific games are going to be things that gamers are going to go back to uh to see how it looks on mm-hmm. a better frame rate. So I do think that, yeah, they're, they're limited in what they can provide on in a switch title like this, but I do agree as well that if can feel a little bit more polished now. Um, yeah. 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 I do feel like if this were, if Pokemon reached out and had different, like if they were on separate consoles, like, yeah, this would have to be on par with like Ghost of Tsushima or something like that. But it's not. <laughs> this is the Nintendo Switch. So it's going to have to be happy with what we got here. 
Yeah. I mean, like, it's a very, I think in overall, it's a very minor complaint. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the Switch. What do you expect? But also, like, we've seen the Switch do well. But also, it's the Switch. What did you expect? You know? That's that's how I'm feeling about it, essentially. Like, it's it could look better, but I'm not, like, going to throw the game away because it doesn't look as amazing as it could. Yeah, and the main important part of Legends Arceus isn't the visuals itself, but rather Game Freak experimenting with a new type of gameplay. Right, right. And this is that experiment. So it's better that, like, they nailed that part of the game down of, like, yeah, you have wild Pokemon that you like throw out and hit a tree or something. Uh, mm-hmm. You can ride random Pokemon. Those are just things. Uh, and yeah, it's an interesting experience that they're trying to put into Legends Arceus and let us enjoy. Um, that's widely different from the original Pokemon experience. So right. I'm glad that they took their time to like understand and teach us all that, but it's going to be very interesting to see if they do, you know, graphics updates in the future, or if we have anything different or improved later down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the worst thing is when you're trying to let, when you meant mean to throw either a Pokemon or a Pokeball yes. and you, you're, you're on the wrong one. Yeah, you, just, you forget to hit X, and then you throw a you throw an empty Pokeball at a tree, and you're like, oh, "What?" Or you're <laughs> trying to like back capture a, a back strike a Pokemon with a Pokeball, and like, "Oh no, now I gotta fight this I'm thing." You gotta fight this. You put you send out the wrong Pokemon too. Oh, it's the worst. Just the absolute worst. How long have did you have you uh have words? How long did you spend in like the first area when you were playing? Because I I saw a a statistic that on average players are spending about like 40 to 60 hours alone in the first area just because they want to like make sure they catch everything and like have as much experience as possible moving on and filling up that Pokedex. Yeah, uh, I think I spent only I would say I probably spent a total of like eight hours over there. It, it's okay. nothing too crazy like i i was like oh that that pokemon's kind of cool and i i didn't have like a set team until i was like until i got to the other section so i was like okay now i have a solid team that i could work with now i can if if i want to start grinding and getting these pokemon up to the level i want i can i can do that now Mm -hmm. but for for now it's actually pretty mellow and i'm i'm fine with that right I think I'm, I miss like not on average, but I think I what I meant to say is like a lot of players are finding themselves easily spending like that much time just in the first area alone or going back to that first area. Yeah, um, I'm still having trouble catching like a 2.8 pound or two foot eight inch weasel. Yeah, I, I, wanna, I still can't find it. Like, am I supposed to find like an alpha weasel? I don't know. Like, I found one that's like two seven, and I was like. He he wants one that's like two eight. It's I, I'm not gonna spend my time catching a weasel. This guy sucks. Like you're yeah, too I'm just like, come on, dude. Like you, you don't get, get your you quest have, fulfilled. You have one over there already. Just go and go and get another one. <laughs> go find one yourself, you stupid bitch. Yeah. 
do it when you're not on guard duty go go down there and find one yourself um but and one thing i feel like that definitely is not an improvement in the new pokemon game is the the satchel space issue because in the og pokemon games you never had to worry about how big your bag was you could fit an entire like it's like hermione went and she like did that spell in the bag so now it's, it's bottomless you can fit however many things you want in there but now it's like oh no you need to pay me ten thousand dollars so i can teach you how to how to stick one more thing in your bag yeah it, he doesn't even fix the bag he's just like i'll teach you how to how to expand it and i'm like okay like a hundred coin ain't bad but like Obviously, it, it keeps compounding and it gets more and more and more. And the thing that, like, I didn't realize early was, like, it's one slot. It's it's literally, like, yeah. one thing. And I'm like, uh, is there a reason why my backpack looks uneven? I have, like, major OCD. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just upgrade it till the first row is done. And then I'm like, okay, that's that's plenty. Plenty of space. I had to learn how to use the... uh the chest really quickly yeah um in order to spend to fill according to this article on polygon in order to unlock your 37th extra slot you need to spend one million dollars so guess how much in total according to polygon it's estimated that you need to roughly rounding um guess how much you're gonna need to spend to get the entire filled out bag probably like 20 million if it, it's like if the last one's a million like you have to consider that building up to that is going to be even more so yeah yeah i i would say 10 million 10 million is a good number okay it's it's 4 million so not nearly as insane as 10 million but still 4 million is a lot like there's not much that i feel like i need to i need to buy from pokemon right now like i'm not worried about like buying outfits i'm just literally using my uh my og outfit that you you arrive in the game with like i'm not using the their um pokemon galaxy outfit i'm just in my t-shirt shorts and flip-flops running around in the rain yeah i I don't really upgrade my clothes either Uh, i did get the masks and that's about it but Mm. other than that it's just pretty standard everything okay um so what's your team like your go-to team right now uh in in arceus yeah uh my starter was typhlosion so i'm keeping keeping high man um (laughs) i have that i have a carnivine i have gastrodon uh luxray Staravia and a there's one other that I'm like I'm looking for yeah who who's the last one that gets me coverage it was um not another standard Pokemon um yeah I, I can't remember who I have in that last slot to, to save my life okay so I, I just changed my team up a little bit I swapped out. Uh, my graveler for the 
Alpha Snorlax, but my starter was um, Typhlosion also. So I have Typhlosion, that Snorlax. I have um, a Luxray. I have a Drifblim. I have a... What's the evolution of Weasel? Floatzel. Floatzel. Um, and my last one is uh, Heracross. Ew, Heracross is a good Pokemon. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my last slot I just checked. It is um my my, my last slot. I literally just saw it. Why am I? <laughs> I, I literally we're tired. just had it open. We're tired, yeah, dude. We're it's, we're very tired. I don't. It's almost I don't eleven p.m. Let me uh, let me just recheck that. It is um Krogrunk. Oh, okay. It's for type coverage sake. I'm I'm still playing this like it's traditional Pokemon. Oh yeah, no, same same. So. Yeah, that, that's the reason why I have it. So so far, what how would you rate Pokemon Arceus? I definitely think it's a it's a great it's a fun experience for sure. It's not your typical uh it's not it's not your typical Pokemon game, which I am very happy about. Because a lot of the players who did play Pokemon usually just think, oh, it's uh it's just the same thing, different animals play yeah. game, right? Yeah. So um, I'm glad that they changed that up a little bit and we actually have like a different format and different way of playing the game. So I'm excited about that and I'm, I'm fine with what they have to offer. Right. Um, I'm enjoying it too. I'm def- I would definitely recommend people try it um if only to like support the decision to try something new with pokemon as an ip um and encourage them to like continue to develop this concept more and and take more risks uh i don't think like that all of the um all the mechanics are really necessary like why do i need to be able to run around the uh the 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 area while there's a pokemon battle going on like yeah i don't get it like i don't need to like why would i run in front of the the attack like i don't need i i don't understand why that's there yeah Um, the only thing is like if it gave the the trainer a turn as well that's like the only thing that like would make sense it's like okay maybe i want to position myself to be here yeah for like a to throw a pokemon pokeball or like an extra turn to like revive or heal or something like that or punch the opposing trainer in the <laughs> mouth, you know, they're just giving you options, you know, uh, <laughs> they're, they're allowing me to run. Uh, the, the enemy enemy Pokemon trainer is just standing there. Can't I just like, you know, they, if they can't make commands, I win. Right. Like, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just being, I'm just being the correct answer here. Choke out the other trainer steals Pokeballs. Yeah, like you just punch punch somebody in the face and just be like, oh, you can't you can't make your calls out and call outs anymore. So this is mine. Uh just just forfeit. Yeah. So speaking of of well, not speaking, uh, that's the terrible transition. Um, but while we're on the topic of Pokemons, Kevin, tell us about the the uniting Pokemons. Yeah. Um, I, I actually did a lot of Pokemon Unite related stuff this weekend. Um I didn't cast a tournament or anything, but I, I did work on a lot of stuff. So, uh, number one, we have a new Pokemon that came out, comes out 
today uh on the 10th on on the 10th we will have a new pokemon out and available in pokemon unite pokemon is aegislash aegislash however you guys want to pronounce it uh ghost sword um so yeah that's going to be really interesting to see the mechanics of that um but for me personally i was not i i like aegislash as a pokemon i think it's cool but uh i i made a video on youtube my first ever youtube video um where i explain what pokemon unite actually needs and um yeah i took i I took a long time to really figure it out and stuff like that. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but if you guys want to check it out, um, it is on my YouTube channel. It's my only video on my YouTube channel. Um, and it does talk about like some things that the game needs in order to make it not necessarily competitive, but like just to kind of fill in some of the, uh, some of the blanks, you know? Yeah. So, it was a it's a fun video for me at least like i i took my time making it and uh it's pretty it's pretty full um so going from pokemon content that i've made to pokemon content that i'm making uh so uh, this friday we will be i will be doing another subathon where i will be doing another subathon bingo game which if you guys haven't seen those uh it is it is painful um and by painful, I mean it's it's absolutely hilarious because like there are quirks and abilities. It's like if you were if you were playing Overwatch and you said like uh, every bingo square is something of a variant of like things that can go wrong. So mm-hmm. it's like if if bingo square was like you see nine to point, and then another one is Ryan Ryan's uh, barrier breaks right as the opponent shatters, right? Or you whiff your fire strike three times in a row or something like Oof. that. So like all these terrible things happen. Mercy dies during res or something like that. So there are a bunch of bingo squares like that. So 24 total bingo squares. And if you get a bingo for a subathon, it's all about like increasing the timer and having to play the game longer than it, it should go. So mm-hmm. I have made one for Pokemon Unite. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, some of them are things that are specific to me. So like one of them is um, I play defenders and supports. So if I pick an attacker, that is a square. Um, there's just like a bunch of just really funny, like weird interaction squares where, you know, like, oh man, this game is lost, but mm-hmm. at least it fills in a square on this yeah. and then more pain, um, more pain, more games. So <laughs> have fun with that. Um there is an out for me though. Um, if I do make it to masters, it does end the timer. So I get hmm. I get to choose when to when to end it. So the road, it's a solo queue road to masters, which is like the highest rank with like just pure pain. It's just like if you run into, you know, a person who's AFK for the first 10 minutes, like oh, or for the no. first like five minutes, it's like, uh-oh. That's one of them. One of them is like if somebody's underleveled. It's just a bunch of really funny little things like that. Um, and yeah, I've been working on that. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, just playtesting a couple games here and there. And 
my friends are like, what do you mean? That's a bingo square. And I'm like, you'll, you'll know, you'll know on Friday, it'll be bad. Um, and then the last thing that I want to mention is the Pokemon, um, the, the Pokemon regionals and, uh, other events that are leading up to the worlds, um, are about to start up actually. So if you're interested in Pokemon, either unite VGC, uh, TCG, all that stuff, they are all starting up pretty soon, and there are going to be tournaments to help people slowly get their way up to worlds and invitations into, you know, the the world championships. Um, for me, I'm just trying to get my name out as much as possible. If you guys like my commentating that you've seen on Mondays, uh, let let the Pokemon Company International know, and we can definitely. Try to get there. I want to be, I want to be, <laughs> be in London. Uh, you for be worlds. the very best. I want to be in the in the top in the top five that that gets invited to do Pokemon Unite commentary for for the U.S. Because I definitely think me and my current casting partner are really good chemistry wise. It's just a matter of if we can get the recognition and the following to get people to get us up there so Mm -hmm. that's why i'm definitely trying to get a lot more trying to get a lot more done a lot more pokemon unite content out there um so yeah if you you think pokemon is a fun concept or if you want to yell at me about you know new things that you want to see in games uh let me know because i will definitely take note and you know make a video maybe of it for sure yeah best of luck with building up that following i know it's it's a difficult road but i i think you can do it you got you got the skills as we've seen before and you've got the experience casting other games so i think you can do it yeah thank you i i hope i hope to make it and uh yeah i'll i'll let you know if there's any other things that are going on uh if i happen to get like a regional game or a regional qualifier i will definitely let everybody know for sure um so continuing on our nintendo news um the nintendo switch has finally outsold the wii for the lifetime sales and moved up in the rankings of 10 best video game the 10 best selling video game consoles of all time so um kevin what do you think is the number one best selling video game console and how many do you think it's sold? The the best like of all time? Yeah, best selling video game consoles of all time, according oh, to wow. IGN. I'm guessing that they have accurate numbers. So okay. Um, I think I want to say the first one is the PS2. Okay. With how uh, many? How many would uh, you guess? More than more than three. That you, uh, that's right. You got it right. Nice. Um, I think, I honestly think that the order is like, Ooh, wait, hold on. It's like the PS2, the Xbox 360 was really popular. Okay. Do they count handhelds as well? Yeah, handhelds are. Okay. So the original DS was pretty popping. Uh, man, this is tough. (laughs) Cause there's just so many consoles yeah that have definitely like made an impact 
but yeah, I, I wouldn't know the order, but I do think the PS2, the Xbox 360, I feel like the Nintendo Wii is on there too. Uh, just because people are like, oh, it's a it's a console that does thing. Uh, throw that breaks your TV if you don't wear your wrist strap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think those were the top three. And then the Switch is definitely in the discussion. Um, I don't know how well the console wars went after the original one, but it could be that. It could be the Game Boy, too. I don't. There's just so many options out there. Okay. So I'm going to read them in descending order. So the top was the PS2 with 159 million. Okay. Um, Second was the Nintendo DS, 154.02. Then it was the Game Boy slash Game Boy Color. So I'm guessing this doesn't count the Game Boy Advance and that at all. Probably not. It's like its own. Yeah. The OG Game Boy slash Game Boy Color. Yep. Um. 118 million 118.69 million nice nice uh <laughs> the ps4 is in fourth with 117.1 then comes the nintendo switch at 103.54 then the original playstation at 102.4 then the nintendo wii at 101.63 okay and then the playstation 3 at 87.5 then the Xbox 360 at 85, and the PSP of all things at 82. Mm. You would expect, I would expect like an Xbox 360 to be higher up on right. the list. Yeah. But I do get it because, like, once again, I said, like, you know, the usually the Xbox games end up on PC. So when it does come down to exclusives and what they offer, the Nintendo and P and like Sony lines of consoles are just you, you buy the console because you want to play the game. Uh, it, there's no other reason to like get an Xbox if you know that it's coming to PC. So, I mean, if you want a paperweight or just, a yeah, nice I mean, <laughs> red ring of death paperweights. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see where a lot of these consoles land. like, I knew the DS was pretty big and the PS2 was big because at the time it was just like the system to go for. And yeah, it makes sense that the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color is like immediately after that because that one's portable gaming devices. So yeah, it revolutionized gaming. Yeah. So I I feel like there is a lot to, uh, there's a lot of really cool things just knowing yeah the these are this is the order of highest selling game consoles and especially if you want to watch like the evolution of gaming that is another thing that you want you definitely want to look at Mm -hmm. i would i was expecting the ps5 to be on here but i don't know if because i know the i think it was maybe was it annual sales or like the best selling last year that the PS5 overtook the Switch for the first time. I think it was something like that. Um, but I was I'm thinking maybe it might be just the uh the supply issues that might be why the the PS5 is not on here. Because honestly, with the hype around it, I was expecting the PS5 to beat out like the PSP or something like that. Yeah. If there I, I feel like it, it's a little bit of 
it's a battle definitely like if you look at the chart um due to like how long the the console itself like the i guess the shelf life of the console is kind of what i'm what i'm hinting at it's mm-hmm. if a if a certain console has like a lot of games like of course a lot of people are going to pick it up and even during like its later ends of its like current lifetime a lot of people will pick up something uh just so that they have access to it like like hell right now if i found a ps2 i'd probably try to save it uh just because like i have ps2 games and i can't use them but like it's it's just like interesting to know that you know the ps2 was kind of like a household item uh and it's just evolved into you know the best-selling console of all time yeah also there's like multiple iterations of these like consoles because like you have like the first one that's all buggy and then you get like you get the revamp and then you get like the slim uh and the 2.0 and the oled and the you know whatever other alphabet soup characters you want to put behind it like yeah it's it's constant upgrades and especially like the longer the the console's lifespan is the better um, so continuing with our Nintendo coverage for today, tell us about the Nintendo Direct, Kevin. There's there's a lot that came out, but like personally for me, there's only a handful that I actually cared about when I when I saw the things. But but you watched it live, yeah? Yeah, I watched it live with a bunch of friends in my Discord, and uh, yeah, it it went it went went it went. Um, First of all, they kind of just sprung this on us. Uh, we we kind of were we didn't have this planned at all. And then they're like, I think it was like a day or two before, and they're like, Oh yeah, Nintendo Direct on the ninth. And we're like, uh <laughs> okay. I guess it's I know what I'm doing gonna tomorrow. Drop that out there. Yeah, it, it like there was no like heads up. So um yeah, there's a lot of like really interesting games that are coming. I mean, the big ones. Uh, a lot of people are talking Splatoon 3 uh, with the Salmon Run uh, gameplay. Uh, Earthbound got is going to be ported to the Switch. So if you guys ever wanted to play that, uh, that is an option. Uh, some of the newer things, I mean, Switch Sports, we're going to have a Wii Sports kind of equivalent coming out. So I'm really excited about that. How is uh, that not a launch game? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I guess that they... They were like, uh, never mind. I thought one, two switch would have been a really good, like mm-hmm. start switch game. Uh, I ended up buying it, but it would have been one of those games. That's like default with the game um, or default with the console. It would just show off like its range of motion and what it can do. Um, the next one, you know, big one for everybody is Kirby and the forgotten land. A lot of people were, that's the one I'm into. That's the one that everybody is looking at where, you know, that Carby. you have like the car. <laughs> kirby you have the cone kirby uh it's definitely an interesting like take on kirby I, it does follow the same like formula where it is like uh you have to defeat enemies to save like a small village thing and so on and so forth so really cool Except now you can do a big mouth mode <laughs> yeah you could, you could do it bigger uh, <laughs> uh a lot of people were discussing that they wanted a mario kart 9 which would have been instead of it being like you know right now we have eight deluxe for uh for the switch but nintendo said hey you know what 
we will give you DLC. We'll give you more things to play with. Um, it's just a part of the map. Yeah, like you have to. It's oh, six waves of. I think it's eight tracks each. It's either eight or sixteen. I think it's eight tracks each. Um, from now until the end of twenty twenty three, they're going to be releasing new tracks and older tracks too, uh, to be added to the game. So. If you the the one that they announced for the first pack, by the way, has Coconut Mall in it. So if you guys ever like Coconut Mall, uh, that is an option that you can play in the new uh, or Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. It is an it is now a potential buy option. Uh, pretty cool. Um, what else did we end up having? We had a uh, Fire Emblem, uh, a new Fire Emblem that plays in the same style as Dynasty Warriors. So if you actually want to like. Hack and slash people, make it really tough. That is an option for you. You like that kind of gameplay. Speaking of difficulty changes, Metroid Dread added a super hard mode, which is a one-hit kill mode. Why? Um, and then they also added a super easy mode, which would help like the rookies if you if you're really having a hard time. It it just heals you a little bit more uh when when you're trying to go through the game. But only beat the last boss. If you want to be that crazy person who goes on hard mode. Has a it's called like it's like uh perfect mode or something like that where you literally can't get touched by anything. Um, Why? I feel like that's like a streamer thing. That is a streamer thing. That is a hundred percent like try hard sweaty <laughs> sweaty mode. Um, and then the last one that I wanted to talk about was the Taiko no Tatsujin game. I have in parentheses complain about it here. Uh, <laughs> it's really tough to get the drum. Uh. Bandai Namco make the drum easily accessible uh, for your Taiko no Tatsujin games. Uh, restock, please. Uh, I am using a... I, I have a drum. It's not officially licensed, which if it was available, it would I would have gotten the officially licensed one, but that's the direct, really. Um, make sure to check it out. It's number one trending on gaming if you really want to like sit down, dissect everything. Um, oh wait, I also forgot, you know, Mario Strikers. If you guys are into the soccer game, Mario Strikers is an option. Uh officially remaking it from the GameCube era. So lots of lots of really cool games coming out. I know a lot of people are sad there's no Breath of the Wild 2 news or uh or any other like specific game news, but uh we could probably expect that coming in the near future. You know, it is only the beginning of the year, so they can hint at what they can before they give us like a semi-polished product. What is what are you most excited for out of this announcement, if anything? Uh, for me personally, like I'm I'm waiting on Switch Sports. I think that's gonna be fun. Um, I I got the Wii again just because I wanted to play Wii Sports, and then I found out that our Wii Sports disc is actually busted, so oh. I have to go and find another copy of. Wii Sports, um, but yeah, the Switch Sports like it cashed in on that nostalgia. I was ready. I was like, "Yo, they got bowling. Let's go! <laughs> we're, we're about to have a whole bowling tournament." I swear. Um, I told you about the uh, the seniors who do Wii bowling. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I don't know what the did they have a team name? They had a team name. I can't remember what it was, but they had like the bowling jackets and everything, and they like, yeah, just, they had practices for it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun way to stay active and be competitive. So yeah, 
yeah, uh, I'm just really interested to see what they do in the future. Um, the the games that aren't included in that, by the way, there's no boxing, there's no baseball. Um, so I'm like, uh, if if they don't have Wii or like the the Switch baseball included later, I I hope that they come out with a Mario Sluggers as kind of like the the answer. Um, but yeah, it, there's a lot of like really interesting games coming out make sure to check out that nintendo direct you probably find something that that fits your your niche or whatever specific game you're looking for so meanwhile while nintendo is is continuing to develop content for the switch um google is doing the exact opposite for the stadia uh you remember all those really annoying ads on youtube kevin where it's like they're just trying so hard to push this streaming this this gaming cloud service remember all those those stupid ads yeah we we um i feel like this is successfully cyberbullying the company <laughs> into saying your product dumb yeah uh, i mean like the concept isn't bad i mean the the idea of cloud gaming like it clearly works because that's what the xbox game pass pretty much is that's what i guess I think PS now pretty much is. It's just that I don't feel like people associated Google with gaming enough to really want to, to buy a whole new, uh, I don't know if, you know, like a whole new subscription to, uh, to play this, the stadia stuff. And on top of that, like playing it on your phone, that's, that's not where people want to game. And like, yeah, I guess you could probably stream it to your laptop too, but People have their PCs for that, and they have Steam. So why would we need Stadia? Very true. We don't, and and another thing about Stadia, like that, a lot of players were hesitant about. It's it is the idea of uh, latency and certain things happening. So mm-hmm. sometimes we we may get spooked at the idea that there is no like we might not be a hundred percent in sync all the time, which does scare gamers. Like even like if, especially if it's a shooting game or is a game that requires like reaction time, uh, any form of like latency would, would hurt the ability to play the game. Right. Right. Um, so currently as it stands, this, the whole gaming, I uh, angle is going to be rebranded as Google stream, I believe. Um, and they're transitioning the the Stadia aspect of it. I think they're kind of selling the Stadia name and Stadia whatever, or or at least if not selling it, they're retooling it to create like 3D and VR experiences for, for other companies and other events. So like um, Peloton, I believe that they are partnering with Peloton, although I think Peloton is, I think they're having a little bit of trouble themselves staying afloat. Um, and as it stands, um, Stadia is going to be transitioning away from gaming as a whole. Like it's only going to be maybe 20% of their focus. It's still going to be there. They're still going to support it. It's just no longer going to be the main focus of what Stadia is. Um, they're, they're, I guess, moving to just, like I said, more events, more, um, VR experiences and things like that. So 
Um, I feel like the the death toll on this was the stuff that you mentioned is like the latency and, and whatever, but also like, I'm not going to go to Google to play a game on my phone. If I want to play a game, I'm going to play it on a console or a PC, you know? Like, I, I don't need another subscription for gaming. Yeah, we'd still rather own the game than pay another subscription. So that's just the way how we operate. Yeah. And here's a, I mean, here's the biggest brain thing. If Google can, can, uh, I mean, would the, it, it'd be legal to do this, but if Google can create a Stadia version of like a viewing party, I feel like a lot of people would use that because I I know I'd be I'd be one to use that for sure. Uh-huh. It, like besides just being like, oh, it's a Google Hangout and everybody hops in and watches well, the same Google thing. Teams. Yeah, and teams and stuff like that. But like if they focus on like, hey, you could watch a movie with a bunch of people right now. Like I would be 100% down if it's like, especially if it's like a movie that I'm interested in. Like it'd be yeah. really interesting to see like okay what's the group setting for this movie like like we might not be able to have you know a we might not be able to go to a movie theater as as often as we'd like to so this is just another social like right right social viewing thing that you can do yeah plus it'd be really interesting if they showed like the room by tommy Wiseau and everybody <laughs> just absolutely crapping on it oh my time. god I didn't know I needed that until right now. So thank you for I mean, that. <laughs> have, have you been to a screening of the room? Oh yeah. I've been to ones with, with Tommy actually there. I oh. was in the room when he created his own at the room, but I was in the, the theater when he made his Twitter. Oh, I was the, the night he made his Twitter. I was in the theater with him. Yeah. Uh, it, like, you know, the, the spoon rule and like, Oh Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I've been to at least three of the screenings. Yeah. Um. My, so. so my friend went to one of them one time. I I was there too, but like, apparently she got to sit down and talk to Tommy because his assistant thought she was cute. Um, and then one of the things that happened, she told me was she said she told Tommy that like he was introduced to the movie by her film t- her her old film teacher. Uh, who had passed away and then he started laughing and then stopped and said oh wait uh, they tell me I shouldn't react like that anymore oh what do you mean like it's it's funny it's laughing at dead people no I thought oh oh, wait not not that I thought I thought they meant like the uh like that being in film school oh no 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 he 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 laughed at the fact that her film teacher was dead oh put the hands (laughs) <laughs> so i mean tommy's not a normal human being but i mean have you seen the room <laughs> like so interesting like i i uh when i was at variety I, tr- I wanted to do an interview with him for disaster artist when it was coming out but my editor's like i don't know if you'll be able to get a coherent interview out of tommy so they said no then i was supposed to interview greg sestero and he said initially he said yes but then the whole james franco news came out about him being a scumbag and then greg never talked to me again um but then i did see him at the screening i said hey greg what happened you were supposed to interview me he's like oh yeah hit me up again and we'll coordinate and he never he never responded back so 
I blame James Franco for, in addition to being a horribly creepy person who took advantage of his power dynamic for getting with his students. In addition to that, he ruined my interview. So we hate James Franco. <laughs> what were we talking about before this? Uh, the Google Stadia. That's dying. right, Stadia. We were talking about Stadia. Um, do you know anyone who used it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're normal people. We use, we use a Steam here. <laughs> See, I mean, I feel like, I also feel like it's a good thing that they're moving away from this because like as much as I love Xbox Game Pass, like I hate Xbox, but I love Xbox Game Pass. Um, I feel like it, it's also a, a slow step in the wrong direction where we're not going to own the games anymore. We're just going to be kind of renting them in They're a way. Be so in the like, blockchain. Oh, God, no, stop it. Why would you? Why would you do that? <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> NFT this game. Oh, God. Each individual Overwatch 2 character is going to be an NFT now, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, I, I did not do that. that is, uh... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, rip to the Google Stadia. Um, no one really even knew you were alive, and no one much cares now that you're dead. <laughs> That's so dark. That was so dark. Um, well, I guess since you mentioned it, we have a, another nft story and surprise surprise it's from goddamn ubisoft again um so for whatever reason ubisoft has not has not gotten the memo that nobody wants their nft shit but instead of like so so the way that one of the employees at ubisoft described this part is that um it's like the staff saying we hate this crypto stuff and ubisoft responding with okay, come get some. Um, so what they, what they, the most recent thing is, is that in order to like celebrate 20 years of, um, which game is this? 20 years of Ghost Recon. Um, they created a, a 20 year NFT wearable in-game hat that they're distributing to people. Uh, okay. And it's, it just says Ghost Recon 20th anniversary on it. Um, and, and like the, the plan, I guess, for Ubisoft's NFTs in the future is to like have them be cross game. So like you could be playing, I don't know, let's say, let's say for whatever reason, Animal Crossing was a Ubisoft game. You could like go from Ghost Recon wearing your hat in the Animal Crossing wearing your hat. Huge. <laughs> um, and so a lot of, I just, in general, I think the developers are really mad at the NFT stuff. And like one current developer there said, it's three to four years of work for a fucking auction house. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really don't know how much money Ubisoft threw at making this game and making it a, a so nft heavy um but i think as we said before there's just a point where you're throwing good money after bad and you just need to cut your losses you really just need to cut your losses and say we tried it we failed move on 
Kevin, would you ever consider owning an NFT? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have the brain cells to to enjoy whatever you guys are trying to sell me. Uh, well, okay, fair. Well, as I'm I need, so I need proud. a fungible token. Okay, <laughs> give give me an FT. I need a physical thing. Just okay? give you a mushroom. It, it's fungus and it's fungible. Oh, there you go. What is what? What the what the hell does fungible even mean? Let me look this up. So according to Google, it means able to replace or be replaced by another identical item, mutually interchangeable. So yeah, no, I could totally replace the mushroom I gave you with another mushroom, and I don't think you'd be able to tell the difference. That's fine. I mean, as fungible long as I fungus. It's it's fungible fungus, Kevin. That's that's the new market for the future. I feel like if you wanted to troll NFT bros, that'd be the way. And then you have to have it pitched by um, Justin Roiland. <laughs> then then you'll get them 100%. Oh, absolutely. Morty, um, Morty, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna sell some fungible tokens. Gonna... <laughs> it's, like, it's like an NFT, Rick, but it's real. Oh, 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 Rick, that's, that's, that's just a mushroom, Rick. I, 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 don't, I don't really know what, what we're doing here, Rick. It's, 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 a, it's a fungible token. It's a, you can hold it. Rick, it's a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> that's it like and then they'll sell millions it's easy oh we do have fun on this podcast <laughs> but you know who's not having fun kevin Sixty thousand battlefield 2042 players so apparently like this game is just so bad and has just gotten no updates and there's no features and no content so sixty thousand gamers had signed a petition for EA to uh, to give them their money back because they quote unquote made a mockery of the customers who who purchased this game, um, and like even even Dice and um, it is Dice, yeah, yeah, Di- even Dice and EA said that yeah the the game did not meet expectations. So I mean, if if the game is seventy dollars. Time or is my calculator? I don't want to do math this late at night. Let me have technology do it for me. So seventy dollars times sixty thousand people—that's four point two million dollars that people want back. That's not too bad if you're if you're if you're a big company like. Yeah, it's not too bad, but like, this looks bad. Oh yeah, it it looks bad for sure. Mm Hmm. I, I miss the days where EA would just make a complete game. I mean, is that a yeah too much to ask for? It uh, it really is. You're talking about EA. It is much too much to ask for. Like I I just want a whole game, but like instead we we don't we have to buy our game in segments. Ah, uh, DLC. You've ruined the gaming industry. Um, I think it like adds content. Yes, but like if it's like. But it excuses it, releasing an unfinished game. Yeah. Like finish the game and then add content later. Like make sure the game is as one. Like make it clear that the game was finished being developed before you yeah. start developing your DLC. Because a lot of the time it like, especially with these day one DLCs that started happening a couple of years back. You remember that where it's like, here's this DLC on day one that you can download. And it's like, so you didn't finish the game, and now for me to want to buy the finished game on top of the 60 I'm already spending for the game you released, I have to spend another, what, $30 to finish it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Just yeah. not fun. Yeah. No bueno. Um, but according so so moving on with with the monies and the spending topic, uh, percent I had a fun transition there. Um, so while it would cost four point two million for them to return all those people's money, um, guess how much Sony spent to keep the the Destiny two developers from leaving Bungie when they acquired the company. Uh for context, they spent three point six billion to acquire Bungie as a whole. So three point six billion. Uh, yes. Wait. Yeah. That's that's how much they spent as a whole to acquire Bungie. Guess how much of that money went to just retaining the developers of Destiny Two? Just Destiny Two. I believe it's just Destiny Two. That's. Uh, I mean, that's a big part of Bungie. Like, I don't know what else Bungie does. Like, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I would say about like half of that money went to went to the actual. Actually, devs. no, it's 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 not just Destiny Two. This that's the headline. It was misleading me. So just Bungie developers as a whole. Yeah. Okay. Like half. So if it's like okay, you said three point six bill. Yeah. So probably like three point six of a bill. Yeah. Okay. So so like one point eight hater. You've got, you need one more bill and then just like cut 0.6 of them out. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was $1.2 billion. So mm. close. Um, so that's going to be paid out over several years. Um, uh, so I, I believe that like per developer, that translates to over 1 million per developer. But like, it's probably not going to be distributed equally. It's probably going to be like the, the big developers and the big heads are going to get a lot. And then some of the other smaller developers are probably going to get like pennies. Cause that's how, that's how executives like to spend money and, and pay people. Um, so for the foreseeable future, for at least the next few years, these developers are going to stay on. Um, but we don't really know what's again with a lot of these mergers, we don't really know what's going to happen outside of the first couple of years. So, I mean, this is a strange time. I feel like for the video game industry, because of the huge like acquisitions that are taking place, uh, I don't really know if the, I, I really don't know if the, the purchase of Bungie was the best use of PlayStation's money. I don't feel like they were, um, they were screaming to be acquired, but according to Sony, they want to actually, now that they've acquired Bungie's franchises and IP, they want to turn them into movies. Quote, Bungie want to nurture the IP they have in a multidimensional manner, and that's their hope. For that, we believe we can help that. We, Sony, or we have Sony Pictures and Sony Music, and Bungie can leverage our platform so that their IP can flourish and grow big, according to Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki. That's fun to say. I guess. Like, if you want to make money off of that, like, I would still, I mean, I, I'm still in favor of either acquiring, like, somebody, not only... Just like make a goddamn Japan Metal Gear movie. Yeah, like yeah, if you got Kojima, I'd watch a Metal Gear movie. Like I'd watch 
Like, if you release those at the same time that, like, James Bond's released it, you know, mm-hmm. just like flip, flip the, flip the timing of the releases. Possibly like just compete. Get, just get I'd James, watch that. Just get James Brolin to play Snake, have him crouch in a box, and you've got box office gold. Plus, if yeah. you get like quiet in one of the movies, that's like, you know, the horny gamer boys are gonna go see that, just to watch her shower. Oh yeah, for sure. Like because you she have... through her skin. Yeah, there you go. You you got it. You, you just. I mean, we're giving them ideas. And I said the same thing with Square Enix. If you happen to acquire Square Enix, then you have like literally all the all the Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. You have a whole bunch of different things that you can work with. And like, I get it. Square Enix like does work with a lot of other gaming companies to release games on not necessarily just their platform, but like Didn't it would be Microsoft. a really big... It would be a really big acquisition if you got Square Enix. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, there's just a lot that I mean, you could literally just say like, hey, we'll pay your checks now. Like, that's <laughs> that's it. Like, so sugar daddy. Yeah. Sony, the sugar daddy. Wow. <laughs> um, But I mean, like, if. If this was just a ploy to get. Bungie to let them do movies there that's a very expensive price tag just to option franchises for movies you know because like i know that the destiny 2 community is moderately big but i mean after what they tried with anthem and stuff anthem was them right was Bungie? i think so because i know anthem completely failed Anthem game. Let's see what Google says. Anthem was. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they were developed by EA. And, oh, that's Bioware. Never mind. It's not the same company. Um, okay. But I know that Sony also wants to continue to develop the games as service model, which I am, I am against. I don't know. If, I don't like that direction. Um, and if the purchase of, um, Bungie and the, the doubling down on these franchises is a sign that they're going to further move into games as a service. I, I am not going to be a happy gamer for the next few years. I'm going to be a Nintendo fanboy for the rest of my life. <laughs> as long as they keep innovating and making like, if they, as long as they make another Pokemon Arceus and make it even better, I think we're, I'm fine with that. I'm just saying Pokemon Pinball, let's go. Oh, yes. You know what I'm surprised Pokemon hasn't done? They haven't made any Squishmallows. Okay, so they, they had them. They Not did. like Squishmallows, but like they had a thing that was like it. Okay, no, on, but on like... Website. True, but like... I feel like if they had officially licensed Pokemon Squishmallows, that would be huge. Like just, dude, just a full big old Squishmallow Snorlax. Imagine. Imagine how well that would sell. Or a Mareep. Yeah, the four hundred the five hundred dollar Mareep. <laughs> oh boy. Just the life sized squishy Mareep. That would sell amazingly. Yeah. Um, so as we're winding down, finally we get into the Overwatch part of this ostensibly Overwatch based 
podcast. Um, but as we talked about last week, there were rumors that we were finally going to get something um, beta related for Blizzard, some sort of announcement, something happening. It looks like we're getting even closer to that. We don't actually have any official announcement yet. We don't have any beta, but um, on the Overwatch servers on Battle.net 2, um, Overwatch 2.0 and Demo 2 were updated to Battle.net um, according to Nairi, like Nairi posted this stuff. Um, the Warcraft expansion packs have also been numbered similarly. So people are looking at this to say, okay, it's coming. They've, they're starting to get it onto the servers. Um, we're going to get the beta very, very soon. Um, and that's where we are with that. Like, hopefully, uh, um, hopefully it's, it's within either this month or next month because, we we need we really need more content, especially after the really really disappointing event that is the uh, New Year's event that's still going on right now. I believe it's going on for another week, ish, my uh, give or take a couple of days. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm excited to play it anymore. I definitely will when the beta comes out. I mean, as long as it's on console, if it's just a PC thing, like I'm, I'm SOL, but I don't know if I'm excited to play it, but if I can, I will, I'll give it a try, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, if I I play on PC, so I'm going to try to play this when it comes out, but the, the thing that's really difficult for me, like, I still, I understand, like, it's going to be five on five, but that means, like, all the teams that I've had from Overwatch 1, there's going to be a, an odd man out, and it's right. awkward. Um, And then that means that one of us actually has to learn how to aim, so that's a lot oh, of God. problems. So, uh, yeah, I'm, the, the thing is, I'm excited <sighs> to see what Overwatch 2 can bring to mm-hmm. the, to the, to the world of Overwatch and what it can do. I yeah. just don't know how many friends of mine are willing to come back to a game mm-hmm. after not only like, you know, the the legal issues that Blizzard is in still. Um yeah. but but also just like the way how they handled the the Brig Goats meta. Like a lot of a lot of people were like, "Oh, goats was the worst." I mean, I had fun because I was a tank and I got to have fun, but like, that was a problem. But like, yeah, it went on for way too long. It was like nine months of like just goats. Yeah, I had friends who like also who were like, "I really stopped. I stopped watching and playing because once goats hit, they didn't change anything and it was just not fun anymore." Yeah, and like you either play you either play goats or you lose. So it. It was like that, and I hope that they they don't make that as bad, uh, and we can actually have like a have a legit system that will work for all of us, you know? Right, right. And just give us frequent updates. That's all we ask for. See, for me, like I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't like how it's five v five because that's just one that's more pressure on me as the tank the only tank and two that does that mean i'm gonna have to learn how to play dive i don't like playing dive 
<laughs> I, I'm willing to play either, but it's it just makes it feel interesting. Like the big question mark for me still is if you know like what are the changes going to be to the tanks to allow them to be viable as one unit mm-hmm. so it, it's just a lot to think about well i mean like for ryan we know he's got more control ability he's got that second fire strike but is that going to be enough to compensate it's more like the off tanks like what what do i do true as roadhog like is that enough to be a tank mm-hmm. uh, i don't do think I need something else is going to be enough like, yeah so they just, all they did was give her like this singular bubble pool so she can double bubble herself or double bubble other people i don't think that's enough as a tank yeah. no so we'll see we'll see how it goes again with the stupid aaron keller excuse of oh well we wanted people to be able to you know pop off and save their team if they're a dps screw you aaron keller no one wants that Stop nah, being it just means that we're we're gonna get uh we're gonna get bullied again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a whiny DPS main in charge of the game now. Thank you. That's that's exactly what we needed. Not more content. No, no, not not continuous patches. No, we just needed like DPS people getting play of the game every time. So thank you, Aaron Keller. Uh last bit of Overwatchy stuff is uh that that new blood comic book series starring um coca-cola casserola everyone's favorite renamed cowboy um it's on its fourth issue fourth out of five came out so the first issue is him with anna second is with farah um the third issue is him with baptiste and instead of him finding baptiste and trying to recruit him the interesting thing about that one is that baptiste finds um the Mr. Cowboy McCowboy face and says, Hey, I want to join you and join Overwatch. And it's like, no, you're from Talon. I don't want you to join me. Uh, but what if, but what if I don't want to be Talon no more? Okay, then you can join the Overwatches. And then in the fourth issue, it's with Zarya. And then um Shooty McShoot face joins big laser woman to save her village. And she's like, okay, cool, I'll join Overwatch and just abandon. The, the military organization that I'm already a part of. Like, how does that work? You can't just be like, hey, I don't want to be in the military anymore because I'm going to join this other military thing. So, eh. Uh, the next one's going to be Diva. So, yeah, she gets to abandon the Korean army now too. So the Overwatch is just encouraging desertion. Yeah, it's uh, not the right not the right answer. Uh, well, I mean, at least we're getting some sort of lore leading up to Overwatch 2, I guess. It explains finally why all these people are gathered together. Like, there's there's finally this the link between them. Because, like, I get that Zarya is in Russia fighting against the Omnics, and she does have some connection to Sombra, but, like, she doesn't really have a connection to Overwatch, per se, until now. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they they spin everything. Yeah, if anything, I really hope that the beta just does something lore story single player wise. Like it's you need to to put that there because otherwise there's no point in buying Overwatch two because the 
the game is going to be available for everyone to play multiplayer anyway. So you need to have something in there that convinces us that, yeah, Overwatch 2 is worth our time, our money, and our effort. Just don't bring back goats. <laughs> no goats. Well, I mean, I, you, I don't think we can anymore because it's 5v5. Don't make Echo copy Reinhardt. <laughs> oh my God, no. I think, I think that's it. I think echoes are there's gonna be an echo every game. They're just gonna copy the other tank. Yep. So when we get to play goats. Uh, Found the loophole, everybody. Uh, you can blame me later. Why did you do this? All right, let's end before we give them any more issues. Anything you want to end with, Kevin, that's not goats? Yeah. Um I'm going to be a guest on a new podcast. Um, Yeah. So Artie set up a podcast that talks about um, like kind of origin stories and how people kind of come from the collegiate scene and like, how do they build themselves to become a, an an esports talent or to just talk about esports in general. So um, it's on his channel, RDIRL, so A-R-D-Y-I-R-L, every Saturday night. Um, and he's planning on bringing on a guest every single night uh, just to talk about not only, like, the state of esports, but also, like, where their careers started. So if you want to know, you know, the Kanashi origin story, like, where uh, they'll probably ask me, like, where I got my name, how did I get mm-hmm. started, um, all that stuff. And... Yeah, if you if you want to hear it, uh, I'm more than willing to answer that on Saturday. It's going to be live once again on Artie IRL on YouTube. So we should have Artie come back on the show and and do a promo for us, and then talk to us about it as well. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll wait until we we can find an availability. He's a very <laughs> busy guy. He did get signed to do uh, content creation for a company. So oh, awesome! He's doing, Congrats he's doing to Artie. Lot. Yeah, he's he's doing a lot. Anything else we want to end with, or are we are we good, or should we shall we end before you talk more goats? Uh, so support my Pokemon Unite World Domination. <laughs> uh, watch the video. Uh, I'll be live on on Friday, trying not to die. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you. <laughs> Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in. As always, I think this weekend's the Super Bowl, right? This weekend is Super Bowl, and then next weekend is uh next weekend is All-Star Weekend for, oh. for the NBA. But more importantly than All-Star Weekend, it is the Nintendo Switch Sports Open Beta. <laughs> so it's very big these next couple weeks are going to be very big in the world of sports so sporting games yeah yeah well um yeah uh yeah i i can't think of words right now so i'm just gonna say uh thanks for tuning in uh see you next week and adios Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, 
please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.